What's up, Ego Hackers? Welcome to see us just a podcast. Today's question, why do ENFJ women uh, take a long time to choose their men and also rely on other people's opinions uh, in terms of making their choice for the men in their lives? What a uh, fascinating question, to be sure. And uh, glad this one's been asked. So to the Acolyte member out there who asked this question, good on you for asking this question because it's excellent. And uh, I'd be happy to uh, share some comments about ENFJ women and uh, (laughs) some of their mating strategies. But let's talk about ENFJs, uh, at least ENFJ women, just a little bit. So ENFJ women have this thing, uh, you know, the female sexual strategy known as hypergamy. And like all ENFJs, they have some struggles. Uh, struggles like uh, with their introverted thinking inferior. They're very insecure about what they know. They're very insecure that what they're doing lines up with facts, lines up with the truth, basically. And that's what's happening. They also have introverted feeling nemesis, so ENFJ women naturally worry about their self-worth and constantly questioning whether or not they are worthy of somebody or whether or not someone is worthy of them. Both actually apply. So that could be a problem, especially when you're trying to get involved in the, you know, ye old uh, dating pool, basically. And uh, especially for ENFJs in Western society. I actually had the uh, pleasure of meeting an ENFJ woman uh, actually in a bar just down, like, literally next door to this one. And, uh, Got to know her, single mom. Uh, I don't think her boyfriend likes me very much. And uh, yeah, but uh, I invited her and her boyfriend to uh, my birthday party and only she showed up, so it was fine. And uh, she got to enjoy um, a couple of cocktails and we played uh, Disney against uh, humanity. It's like Cards Against Humanity, but Disney mode, basically. Which, in my opinion, is far more of an egregious game than regular Cards Against Humanity. Oh my God. Like, how sick and twisted do you gotta be, right? Well, if you wanna be sick and twisted, like I do, uh, play Disney Against Humanity. So, but uh, yeah. Um, anyway, introverted thinking inferior ends up becoming this big problem that ENFJ women have to deal with. Of course, any ENFJ, ENFJ men as well, but ENFJ women when they're utilizing their hypergamy, which is the female sexual strategy, basically, and they're utilizing their strategy to basically choose their man. Because, for example, if you give a bunch of women to a man, he will play. If you give a bunch of women or a bunch of men to a woman, she will choose, right? She will make that decision, right? And she'll utilize her hypergamy. Hopefully it's managed. Thank you, Stephanie, for the concept of managed uh, hypergamy versus open hypergamy. Hypergamy being the female sexual strategy, which means women oscillate between choosing men who provide beta traits, which is parental investment, provisioning, and protection, versus uh, men with alpha traits, which has a high level of intelligence, uh, wisdom. Uh, They're very authoritarian. Uh, They make, uh, they don't 
listen to authority because they themselves are the authority. They also have uh, what, what's called alpha fitness. They're very fit and very capable. Uh, also potentially capable as a fighter and they just don't take crap from anyone nor do they care about what other people think of them. So it's the alpha traits basically. And this makes things difficult for introvert intuition parent because introvert intuition parent is like okay I have to make a choice but introvert intuition parent in their early years is very impulsive. This is why potentially an ENFJ woman could have an extremely high body count, right? Which basically reduces her value. And for those out there who question whether or not a high body count actually reduces a woman's value, it absolutely does. Men care about sexual intimacy so much that the idea of having the risk of a woman comparing his sexual prowess and his uh, sexual performance to that of any other man that she has had sex with in the past, which basically happens every time, because when women have sex with a man, they'll basically never forget him. Uh, he's basically imprinted upon her forever. And so she has this huge wide library of men that she's slept with basically inside of her head and she's constant in her hypergamy and she can't help it. Her hypergamy is constantly comparing because hypergamy as a sexual strategy exists to optimize which man she is supposed to be with basically. And it's that level of um, optimization that men concern themselves with. This is why to men, virgins are the highest value because if he is her only sexual experience. She only has him to compare against. And thus, he doesn't have to have to deal with the stress of dealing with, you know, problems related to sexual prowess within the concept of their relationship. Especially since most people don't get with people who are basically sexually compatible with them to begin with. And that, too, can cause a lot of problems. So, and I parent... And I parents got to be responsible someday, right? And I parents got to make the responsible decision of a like, well, who do I want to be with? Who, which man do I give myself to? Ends up being the question that the ENFJ woman has to answer. The problem is, is that in order to guide that choice, she has to rely on introverted thinking inferior. And introverted thinking inferior psychologically is a very insecure function. It's not very secure with how it thinks. So an ENFJ woman is not very secure with what she thinks is the truth, right? Or what she thinks is factual. And she relies on making decisions based on facts. Problem is, is that women have this problem where they're actually much better with perception than they are with decision-making, whereas men, it's the other way around. Men are entirely oblivious, that's why they lack perception. And they're much better at making decisions, which is judgment. This is ultimately why men are considered the head of the home or head of the household in a marriage or monogamous relationship situation, right? So this ends up presenting a lot of issues because they're afraid that what they think isn't accurate, right? Combine that, that they are worried about whether or not they're worthy enough, that ends up creating a lot of problems. But then they have the pressure in their head, especially as a woman gets older, to make a decision in terms of what man she wants to be with. So because she's very insecure about what she thinks, she has to go to other people and engage extrovert feeling hero and find out like, hey, do you value this man? You know, which is kind of funny if you think about it because extroverted thinking demon has this issue with introverted thinking inferior because you watch these ENFJs, right? Going to other people and they're like, hey, what do you think about this guy? Do you think he's good for me? Right? They, they always ask that, you know, 
How do you feel about this guy? Um, I mean, I kind of like him. He likes me, but uh, I don't, I'm not sure if I know that he's he's the right he's the right one for me. He's the best one for me, right? And it's so interesting because introverted thinking inferior types, especially ENFJ women, they have this thing where they expect everyone else to listen to them, but they, they don't listen to anybody, right? They don't listen to anybody, and that creates a lot of problems. It creates a lot of problems for them. So they end up gathering up a lot of opinions from other people that they almost entirely dismiss. They end up going out of their way to figure out what people value in this particular man and get other people's opinions about this person's, about this particular man before she makes a decision. But almost always the ENFJ woman actually ignores everything that other people say about a particular man. She often ignores good things and she'll also ignore bad things, right? And she'll just still make her decision anyway, which I find is entirely hilarious. And just a testament that you cannot take a woman at her word. You just can't. Because, and it's not because women are liars. That's not what I'm saying. Again, it's because women change their mind so much. Men don't change their mind. That's why men are superior with judgment because they just don't change their mind. Think Pareto principle. 80% men don't change their mind. 20% of the time they do. Where it's the reverse with women. 80% of the time women will change their mind. 20% of the time they don't, right? That's why you can't take a woman at her word, especially an ENFJ woman, because she's constantly going to change her mind about what she thinks is true or false <coughs> consistently, which is what causes her ultimately to dismiss other people's opinions. Because again, TI inferior naturally expects everyone else to listen to it while it doesn't listen to anyone. So if people are actually going to say negative things about a particular man, it's more than likely she's actually going to end up going for him, which I find hilarious. If a guy says a bunch of positive things, that's if she's younger. If, they, if, if people say a bunch of positive things about a particular guy, if she's much older, especially if she's like towards the wall, which is late 20s, early 30s, because when a woman is 31 years of age, she loses 20% of her fertility. The quality of her fertility starts to drop year after year at age 31. So women all have this biological clock that's ticking in their head. You know, hey, I should probably get with a man. I should probably consider being a mother. I should probably consider having children. And they don't really become consciously aware of that physical limitation until like their late 20s. This is why statistically most women uh, in today's day and age get married at 29 years of age. So at least they can claim that they got married in their uh, 20s. And it's so interesting. You know, I was in a, in a relationship with an ENFJ once. In fact, actually, the season three episode, season three, episode three, no, season three, episode four, which is who are the ENFJs, is predominantly about my dad. It's also predominantly about my ENFJ ex. Her name was Kim. She's, she's actually a very sweet, good person, but it just didn't work out because she became really disrespectful and, and very ungrateful. But there's so many people in her life that told her to not get with me. To, and like, like, you know, I was a bad influence. I was the bad boy, basically. And it's so interesting to watch because that just made her want me all the more. It's hilarious. It's really hilarious. I had no ill intent towards her whatsoever. I, I actually did love her. I actually did care for her. And I went out of my way to, um, you know, have a great relationship with her until things definitely started going south. Which led to our you know, eventual, eventual breakup. But the point is, is that, yeah, 
she asked other people their opinion or other people shared their opinion to her, and she just auto-dismissed them because of extroverted thinking demon, right? It ends up becoming a big, big problem, right? So again, you know, we've been talking about the test of the demon recently, and the test of the demon basically is for an ENFJ, especially an ENFJ woman, to be like, okay, maybe I should rely a little bit more on other people's opinions about some of my decision-making, right? Instead of just relying on their own decision-making, which often actually ends up getting them in trouble, especially the younger they are. The younger they are, or the more naive they are, or the less sexually experienced they are, especially when it comes to long-term relationships, less experience they have with long-term relationships, the more likely they're just gonna dismiss people and make the wrong choice. This happens because women in Western society are conditioned and trained on what to expect from men, but they are not conditioned and trained on how to treat men, right? Where it's the opposite with men. Men have this issue where they are taught how to treat women, but they are not taught what they can expect from women. And that ends up leading to fatherlessness, basically. You know, the, uh, the, the me, me, me-ism of uh, our uh, very solipsistic Western society ends up causing a lot of problems over time. And people just, they're not even aware of that. They're not even, they're not even down for that. They don't even know what the risk is that they're taking when it comes to having these relationships, you know, especially because of the naivete. So this is why ENFJ women typically end up having very large body counts. In fact, I know a lot of barflies because I play pool at various bars in town and whatnot. I know a lot of barflies and a lot of them are ENFJs and I see them with different men every single week. You know, and I, I try my best to not be a, a regular at a particular bar, you know, because having a reputation of being a barfly yourself is not exactly ideal. You know, I'm still, you know, a UDUF ENTP and care about my reverence a lot, right? So I care about my reputation. And, but these women, you know, they don't really care about their reputation. TE demon just doesn't care. So then their body count ends up going up and then their value ends, to men ends, in general ends up going down because no man wants to compete with the mental imprints other men have left on that woman, basically. So competition reduction, mental competition reduction men try to go for the women who are far more naive and way less sexually experienced because the sexual experience that men want to share with those women are specific to those men and specific to those women within the context of just them within that relationship. But the idea of having other men floating around in her head is just unconscionable to them. It's entirely unconscionable. This is why these relationships are set up the way that they are. This is why ENFJ women end up having these struggles consistently. I don't envy them. I don't envy them at all. Like at all. It sucks. It sucks to be an ENFJ woman, a young ENFJ woman. This is why their golden pair is the INFP, which is expert thinking and fury, and then it aspires and it has this insanely valuable opinion, an opinion that an ENFJ should be listening to. But yeah, bottom line is, the reason why they take too long is ultimately because and they're, 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 they're taking too long because their anti-parent is trying to be responsible with what they want or who they want and what their choice is, especially when it comes to sexual relationships. That's why these women take such a long time to make this decision. The problem is, is while they're out there gathering information about a particular guy, the younger they are, the more likely they're going to go for, the, go for him if people are giving her bad opinions. The older she is, 
and thus higher body count, statistically, hence the lower value she has, the more likely she's going to rely on the good opinions or people saying good things about the particular guy in question, right? Which is so confusing and very difficult, but you know, welcome to women in the context of Western society. Welcome to ENFJ women. So how do ENFJ women actually solve this problem for themselves? Listening. They have to practice active listening. They have to take themselves out of their pride because they're very prideful and stop trying to be the teacher and humble themselves in a feminine way and become the student, basically. Student versions of themselves. To be the student of the man that she has an eye on. And then at that point, she'll be able to get a lot healthier input about him first. Now, it's not a bad thing that a woman is going around asking other people their opinion about her man. A lot of women do this, and especially ENFJ women need to do this. Let's be straight, they need to do this. The thing is though, is that they should spend a little bit more time being patient and not relying on SI Trickster, gathering even more information up first before, and more input before making a decision and actually like spend time weighing it out. Seriously, they just need to spend more time. Patience is everything. So you ENFJ women out there, please practice more patience. You'll be far more successful than you realize. I promise. Anyway, folks, thanks for watching and listening, and I'll see you guys on the next episode.